High snap. Put down. Joseph. Come on. It is good. No, he missed it. Good. Are you kidding me? He missed it right. He missed it right. Are oh, my heavens. Me? Oh. Oh, my. And we are live. Welcome to the Redbird Red Zone Podcast. My name is Will. You can find me on Twitter at Live on That Swing. Joining me today, I've got two scrum diddlyumptious hosts, join- <laughs> co-hosts joining me today. Why don't you guys introduce yourselves? Yo, what's up? My name is Mac. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at AZ Sports Fiend. That's F-I-E-N. Jackie, you can find me on Twitter at J San Diego. That is two O's. Here with my fetus, uh, ready to talk with you guys about uh, the ugly win we got on Sunday. To paraphrase a visionary, one Dominique Toretto, it doesn't matter if you win by an inch or a mile, winning is winning. <laughs> that fast and the furious. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, that was a ugly win, but I mean, we got that, well, the Cardinals got that dub, and wow, uh, I, I guess we're here to talk about it. <laughs> No last second field goal is ever safe at State Farm Stadium. I'll tell you that. That's that's, <laughs> that's one place where if you're a kicker, you do not want to be up there at the game on the line. I swear it happens multiple times a year. And uh, thankfully, we were we were the team, the beneficiary of it. It's, it feels like it's been a while since we were the beneficiary of uh, some good luck like that. So we'll take it. Yeah, I mean, this was a crazy like a really crazy game and like at the beginning this looked like it was going to be a like an absolute beat down against us like go like exiting you know that first quarter I was convinced the game was over I was convinced this would be a a 30 minute episode we would barely talk about it and we just kind of move on but as the game went on where is your face Will where is your face my god is what I would is what I would say if I didn't (laughs) believe in the Cardinals never doubted them baby Cardinals all the way We'll take it. We'll take it. 2-0? Hey, can't argue 2-0, though, right? Can't argue success, man. Kyler Murray, man. I, I, I know we should probably be talking about the game, but fuck it. Let's, let's bullshit around for a minute. Do you guys think he's a top-five quarterback in the league right now? I think he's top three. Oh. That's my hot take. Nice. Yeah, I mean, he's he's hovering right there. I mean, I think number one is still what? Gonna go Mahomes um, or Brady? I mean, what Brady's doing at forty-five years old is absolutely ridiculous. Him and Kyler Murray are both tied with nine total touchdowns so far this year. Um, yeah, for every, everything Kyler brings, I mean, he's skyrocketing up those lists. And if you have him in fantasy, I'm I'm sure you're loving the hell out of him too. Just complete and utter insanity. It feels like you know back-to-back weeks where we've had. Just absolute highlight real plays from Kyler Murray. Last week you had your fair share. You had the you know the back foot touchdown to to Christian Kirk and the, you know the the crazy scramble that somehow resulted in a thirty yard gain. This week you got an eighty two yard. Sorry, not an eighty two. Was it an eight, what was it? How many? Doesn't matter. Long ass fucking touchdown <laughs> to Rondale Moore. You got another back foot throw to. Christian Kirk. I mean, this man is a living highlight reel. I and said it last week too. Exactly. I, I said <laughs> it last week. I'll say it again. 
Kyler Murray is the closest living thing to 2004 Madden Michael Vick. He is absolutely insane. And when it, I mean, aside from maybe Mahomes, there's no other young quarterback who I would want to lead a franchise right now. This guy is absolutely insane. He's doing everything you want in a quarterback. Um, he's taking control of the offense, checking down when he needs to, but he's also taking his shot. And he, his scrambling ability is, is literally second to none. Lamar Jackson does similar things, but he does not throw like Kyler Murray does on the run. So, um, yeah, the, he's everything you want in a quarterback right now, and he's currently fourth and QBR rating. Um, Second Tom Brady. Yards. Yep, yep. So um, there's not much that you can argue right now with him. And just a couple other things about him. He's at, he's completing 73.5% of his passes, which is pretty absurd when you think that he's averaging over 10 yards an attempt on like 68 attempts. So, I mean, that's... He, he he does have three interceptions, but you can kind of um, you can, you can accept it when he's delivering the goods as often as he's been. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. It it doesn't feel like the Cardinals have had a quarterback like Kyler Murray in their entire history. The the kind of person who can change a game on that level. Who's the ultimate weapon? Yeah, <laughs> it's insane. Uh, but fuck, man. Um, shit, we should probably talk about the game. Uh, <laughs> it was an ugly game, but it, you know it was it was an ugly win. it was an ugly game. The thing the thing that I noticed uh, is that their running game, be it uh, from Dalvin Cook or Kirk Cousins, was running all over us. I mean, uh, Chandler Jones was practically invisible the entire game. If I if I remember right, I don't if I remember right, he didn't log a tackle, he didn't log a uh, he didn't log a sack either. Uh, he was a lot yeah. more impactful in the, in, I feel like in the second half when the defense kind of clamped down a Justin. little bit. He did, yeah. He, I mean, he did. The stat sheet doesn't show it, but I know just even rewatching the game, he he was in the backfield often, um, and we kind of contained Dalvin Cook in that second half. He he was he got kind of banged up, um, and I think Chandler kind of helped helped levitate the defensive front seven because yeah, they they were getting gashed early on for sure. Yeah, the the Cardinals, if uh, if the box score is correct, only recorded one sack the entire game, which is just night night and day from uh, from what we saw week one against the Titans. But uh, yeah, I mean we're still fourth in the NFL thanks to Chandler Jones's five sacks week one. Uh, yeah, yeah, you'd like to see more pressure, but I think it was pretty evident that they were trying to get the ball out of Kirk Cousins' hands. Um, as quick as possible. I thought the Cardinals did a good job of keeping everything in front of them after that deep touchdown pass, uh, the second play of the game. After that, I think the Cardinals were able to kind of keep everything. They didn't let Adam Thielen pop off. He had, what, three catches, 36 yards. Yeah, he scored a touchdown. Um, but I think the defense did well, especially considering, you know, Marco Wilson left the game, too, and he only logged, like, 15 snaps. Um, so I think all in all is... It wasn't pretty. It was a shootout, but I mean, we'll, we'll take it. And I think this week coming up against Jacksonville is going to be that get-right game, um, especially for the defense. Personally, that's what I think. Yeah, I uh, I really do think that that Jacksonville. I know I know it's too early to get into this, but I really do think this Jacksonville game will be 
a good game for our defense to really show who they are again. Because, I mean, that Jacksonville team, uh, has, do you know how many uh, red zone trips they've had all year so far? Two. Just, yep. Two. Uh, shit, no way. I, 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 that was going to be one of my stats I was going to drop. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was going through the oh, games. I like, yeah, I was looking at it. Yeah, only two. Yep, good call, Will. Yeah, just it's it's just so. I mean, we're seeing a team that is will be well. The I, I keep using we. I know that's I know sports fans hate it when you use we, but it's hard not to. I know. Uh, no, we're on some we shit. Okay, <laughs> we're on some we shit. Uh, the Cardinals there should be facing a team that has been woefully ineffective this upcoming week and. That uh should play into their favor, but I mean anything can happen, man. It's the Cardinals. Uh, but uh, anyway, my hot so take you... this week is that uh, Iron Murphy's going to get two interceptions. Trevor Lawrence, Trevor Lawrence is tied for the league lead in interceptions with Zach Wilson. Uh, yep, with five. Wow. So I think this is a kind of a good right game. And just watching that game, they don't. <clears throat> the Jacksonville Jaguars have only had uh, or. Trevor Lawrence has only been sacked twice this year. And so they try to get the ball out real quick. It it does seem that he kind of fl- flutters the ball. Like he sees pressure and he gets rid of it. So he doesn't, he's not able to step all the way into it. So there's a lot of times where there's a lot of elevation on those passes. And it's not like Kyler Murray with wide receivers, you know, running wide open or it's like a pass on the dot. He kind of floats it. So I think this is kind of a, a game because we don't have, we have one interception. That's Isaiah Simmons so far. Um, so I think kind of the DBs are gonna, are going to get in the action here, hopefully this coming week. Yeah, yeah that uh, that Jaguars team does not look like it's going to go anywhere. If the Falcons did not play in the NFL this year, I'd say it'd be the Jags who get the number one pick. But that uh, yeesh, not a good situation. Uh, <laughs> shit, I'm I'm getting off I'm getting off track. Uh, what do you guys What do you guys think of the uh, the linebacker play? I thought they kind of disappeared throughout the game. What do you guys think? Think, yeah, I mean, um, you know, we didn't see a lot of uh, Chandler Jones. We didn't see a lot of, uh, well, I'd say everybody played kind of subpar except for maybe Buda, uh, not Buda Baker, uh, Simmons. Isaiah Simmons. Um, I agree. And even that. then, like, it wasn't uh, too impactful because they still were running all over us. I think the the linebacking play was not up to to par. I mean, you just watched the game and you could see. Um, we, I think we had one tackle for loss in the backfield, and that that was not that sack by Marcus Golden. So I mean, they were kind of dominating us for the most part up front. Uh, we didn't see a lot of Zayvon Collins. It's interesting. He's really only playing on when there's uh, less than three wide receivers. So I think on the year. We play, we've actually faced one of the most uh, three wide receiver sets in the league. His snap counts are pretty much on par um, to when there's three wide receivers in the game for the opposing offense. He's off the field. Like it's literally within single digit snap counts um, between that between two wide receiver sets and when he's actually on the field. So um, I would like to see more of him. I thought Jordan Hicks kind of. He's a guy that is, he's not going to be, he's not a pro bowler anymore. I'll put it that way. But he's going to be there in the right spots. He's going to make the tackle. He might be, you know, six-yard gain, but he's going to get the tackle. Um, He doesn't 
mess up too much, and he's actually been decent in the in the past game so far. I feel like he hasn't been burnt too much, which is kind of uh, which is what we've been looking for. As for Isaiah Isaiah Simmons, I feel like he's been all over the football field. He laid a lot of he he's been laying the wood uh, so far this season, and he did that last year. But his target was what. That was something we talked about around like the head area. Now it's kind of like midsection around the chest. So that's something you want to see. He he's looking like a stud, um, and I know he's been. They've been playing him all over the field, outside linebacker, inside linebacker. I think he had a couple snaps at safety. So I mean, I think Minnesota had a good game game plan, and we talked about it last week. That's a good offense. Like defense isn't great, but that that offense is one of the best in the league with those weapons. So. I think that, you know, Cardinals in the, the second half and held them to three points. And uh, you would like the better start, but you can't ask uh, much more than holding a team to three points in the second half. Yeah, sure. Ah, yeah. We have really only held them to three points in the second half? Well, I think they're offense, right? That's that's what it was. Yeah, the pick six. Oh, had. yeah, we got the pick six. That's, that's right. Yeah. Yep. And, of course, uh, the kicker. Who's the kicker? Uh, Greg Joseph, is that it? Yeah. Kicks two fifty-two yarders, and then he misses what the thirty-eight yarder as time expired. <laughs> yep. So yeah, let's that's... let's talk about this real quick. Cause did, did you guys hear the uh, the radio call that Paul Allen did for that? That guy's a fucking tool. Oh my that god, that guy's dude. a fucking moron. Nah, man, he he's he's great. I love. Him. No, no, no. Did you happen to catch the video? They were talking to him and some other people after the game. And he just starts going on this tangent about how he would take Russell Wilson over Kyler. Kyler is nothing special to him. Oh, it's that's... not even a logic. It's not logical at all. It's like complete bullshit. Like you can just tell. Yeah, like, no, it was hate. like it was like it was like it's, hate. It's yeah, it's it's, it's really an emotional weird. argument. He's coping. It's it's hilarious. I love him. He's great. And the guy next to him was just like, "Bro, shut the fuck up." Yeah. Oh, the, yeah. Both of the guys next to him like looked at him like. Mm. Yeah, because what are you saying? He's like, he doesn't do anything Russell Wilson does, you know. He's sure he has some plays here and there, but nah, you, you know, you throw two interceptions, you pick six. He's like, yeah, yeah, he, yeah. The way he was talking about him, that was, that was borderline. Like right? Yeah, he did something. Kyler did something yeah, that, to that man. Yeah, that man. I mean, that man can't catch a break, man. <laughs> I mean, he's he was on the call for that. He was on on the call for the Nate pool play, the Brett Favre interception. Like how do you catch a break though? Yeah. That, he did it to himself. Right. But... I mean, how, how do you not just bust out the Nike decades? And after that, man, shit, <laughs> <laughs> that was dark. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that was great. Just, just hearing that. That was great. It's good. Oh wait, no, it's not. <laughs> uh, you missed it. You missed it, right? <laughs> Imagine being a because I was coming home from uh, being up north this weekend, so I heard the first quarter in the car, <clears throat> and the second play of the game, like, like he didn't swerve off the road with that fucking deep ass touchdown um, on us, and I can only imagine being a Vikings fan having to listen on the radio to that call. I was like, it's good, Vikings win. Oh, no, we missed it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I legit would have driven off the road. Like, I, uh, sorry, fam. I was, uh, I was watching the uh, game on a totally legal stream uh, while waiting for a uh, Phoebe Bridgers concert. 
and my, my, my game was a little behind the game cast. My dad was looking at the game cast. I was looking at the screen and, uh, you know, he, the game ends on his thing before it ends on mine. He's like, huh? And you know, it, it ends and it doesn't show the final play. It just shows the final score, you know, 34, 33. And he's like, oh, that's weird. <laughs> and he, <laughs> and then he watches the thing on, on my, uh, on my screen. He's like, Oh, that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, shit. Yeah, my uh, my note taking was uh, really impeded this week. I uh, I had to go analog. I actually brought like a notebook to the show so I could watch the totally legal stream and uh, and take notes. So it's kind of it's kind of short on notes this week. <laughs> yeah, I was watching uh, we'll the totally That's... legal stream too. Hey, At so work. was I. <laughs> we all, all three of us were. <laughs> yeah, my friggin. Yeah, I was watching week one from a illegal stream, and so on the you went to a totally legal stream this week, right? Yeah, of course. But it's just I get I get the shittiest fucking streams. Week one, I uh, it went out right when the ball was snapped to to Kyler, uh, when they had the megawatt situation, so they had JJ Watt in there with Lucky Fo too. Right when the ball was snapped freezes what the fuck and then, like 10 seconds later fuck they come back and everyone's celebrating on the sidelines and shit i'm like god damn it moral of the story is make sure you find somebody with a hulu live account login yeah yeah luckily yeah luckily for me aside from one week this year that should never happen again so what who do you guys think is the the better uh combination right now Kyler and D Hop or Kyler and uh, and uh, Rondale. Well, Rondale yeah. is leading the team with receiving yards of 182. Um, no. And plus, no one is really accounting for Rondale right now. And I think a lot of teams should. Well, I shouldn't say they should start, but he's somebody to watch now for sure. Yeah, I mean, I don't think there's. I mean, in that in that primary trio. I mean, unless Kirk just goes back to his old form and has bad game, you know, you know, bad to mediocre games, there's not really a, a weak part in that trio, man. You got D Hop, Kirk, and Rondale. I mean, that's a that's a killer trio right there. And then even AJ Green scored a touchdown, his first of the year. Yeah, I mean, uh, if, if, if if the Bucks weren't in the league, I'd say that we have the best <laughs> wide receiver trio in the league right now, by far. But, uh, what's, cr- what's crazy is that, yeah, while, yeah, while Rondell Moore leads the Cardinals in receptions and receiving yards, he's only playing 37% of the snaps so far. So he's legit um, basically only in there on three wide receiver sets. Kind of like the what they're doing with Zayvon Collins, except for the opposite. Whenever there's three wide receivers, Zayvon's out. Um, and then whenever there's only two wide receivers on offense, Rondell is typically out, so he's he's doing all this with thirty percent of the offensive snaps uh, so, so far this season, and he's only one yard away from leading the NFL in tying the NFL leader in yards after catch, which is Debo Samuel. So, and, and he's got eleven of thirteen passes thrown his way, and average Rondell Moore's averaging fourteen yards a target, just forty-eight snaps. That's, that's one hell of a way to start a career for sure. So that, of course, begs the question: Do you guys think he's going to be in contention at the end of the year for Rookie of the Year? Definitely. Now, will he get it? Probably not. That's always a quarterback uh, award 
Yeah. I mean, as of right now, no, none of the quarterbacks have really showed any kind of wow factor. I mean, I maybe if Mac Jones takes the Patriots to the playoffs, I could see it. It's really hard when you're a non-QB getting those steps back. Should I have I had forgotten that Mac Jones was even starting, man. That just shows how much he's showing up right now. Yeah. Well, two and zero, right? Um, but I mean, if he would have ended this, if he would end the season one right one. now, oh, Patriots yeah, lost. Okay. Uh, the oh. first week. Uh, okay, that's right. Uh, oh, to the Bills or something? Maybe not. No, I don't know. The um, Dolphins. The Dolphins. That is right. I mean, if the season ended right now, I. You'd almost have to give it to Rondell. There's not really many many options out there for, and you just have to anticipate that he's probably going to be his snap counts is I would imagine be jumping up here pretty drastically soon enough. And if injuries happen every single year, so if one of you know AJ Green, Christian Kirk get go down for a game or two, he's going to be right there. So, and it, did you guys see that Kyler this off season? That time footage of Rondell on, in one-on-one situations. I did see that. That's what I like. No? Yeah, so you know he, he pull, he's pull, pulling for the guy. So that's like his Tyler. boy, yeah. Yeah, so they, they got a connection. So, and he, he's shown what he can do so far. And, and he's, I, I hate to say it, but he basically is everything that we thought Andy Isabella uh, was hoping to be, so... So glad. Yeah, he fits the scheme. I'm so glad we don't even have to talk about him anymore. (laughs) (laughs) What do you guys think of the uh, the roughing the punter uh, call in the uh, the third quarter? I thought that was I thought that was bullshit. That was inertia, man. What'd you guys think? I fucking hate those calls. I mean, I get it. Like, if it was the other way around and somebody ran into our punter, I'd be like, yeah, that's roughing the punter. Get, but it's hard not to land on the punter when you're running full speed trying to block the kick and i hate that too because you know you want to see blocked kicks and it's almost hard to do that when you have to worry about running into the goddamn punter yeah i I think that i think there needs to be more discretion on any given roughing call i think that inertia is a real factor on any one of those plays and I, i think it was definitely a case there i mean he was there's no way no way in hell that he could have avoided that in my opinion yeah, you know, you're falling towards him. I hate that it's such a big penalty, 15 yards. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I get it when it's the quarterback. That's a fucking... But, like, the punter, I mean, come on, man. I don't know. It's the name of the yeah. game, though. You got to be, be smarter than that. At the end of the day, you got to be... Because that's getting called. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, true. every single game, that, that gets called. Like, I don't like it either, but you do have to be a little bit smarter than that. And I thought that... Penalty right there is going to come back to bite us. But speaking of yeah, um, speaking of what, uh, bullshit penalties, here's one that didn't happen. What did you guys think about the the fucking face mask that happened uh, with the Vikings player against Kyler on that second pick? What did you guys think of that? Smacking up upside the head. Yeah, that definitely would have been a touchdown had he not touched him. But... I, I know Kyler said that, so I'm not to be one to like disregard what he says or anything. But it looked like almost double coverage with the bracket on top and bottom. Uh, I thought it was kind of a, a risky throw, but he did get hit upside the head. That's That should be a flag all day. You know, that's an automatic first down, get ball back. So, I mean, who, who am I to say? But 
I mean, if Kyler says he that's a touchdown for sure, then I'll, I'll go with him. Um, yeah, I mean, he uh, has what? he has perfect instincts on that those deep balls, man. If if he says yeah, it's, a, it's a touchdown, if he says yeah. it's a touchdown, I believe him. Yeah, plus all I think the, Kirk yeah. could have ran up to it. Oh yeah. yeah, all all the all the angles I saw of um, Christian Kirk, it, it you could tell there's a guy behind him, safety over the top, cornerback underneath. And, but you just can't tell where Kyler's throwing the ball, to, like where he's trying to aim to throw the ball to. Because he's re- really good holding his eyes in one direction and then kind of baiting the DBs and then throwing it deep to another side. Because um, So it, it almost kind of looked like he was trying to throw a deep corner. She would have had Christian Kirk read the ball and kind of just wing it and go after it. And then he got hit. And then it just kind of went center, and just was definitely not a, not anything that Christian Kirk could have done, even if he you know tried to be a defender there. What do you guys think about that pick six? I thought that was a hell of a play by the linebacker. I think yeah, I was just tr- kind of trying to trust his arm a little too much. Um, it kind of like he tried looking off the linebacker. If you look at it again, his helmet moves at the last second, Kyler, uh, from the back angle. And so it kind of looks like he's looking straight ahead the whole time, and he's kind of hoping that the linebacker would bite a little bit more, and the linebacker legit never did that. That Vigil or Virgil, whatever his name is, he had a hell of a game. But that was, I thought that was more of a great play than a bad throw. That's personal, personally what I think. Yeah, I mean, that yeah, was you're going to have that too. That was a solid play by Nick Vigil. I mean, that was, that was great. Full extension. Yeah. So if you guys been watching, I, I'm entirely bullshitting on these segments here. It's just fucking <laughs> that my notes were awful this time. Uh, oh, you do you, have you guys been watching uh, college football lately or uh, no. a bit of ASU game that was pissed the fuck out of me? I uh, so uh, I was about to, I was about to ask, you know, are there, are there any uh, college prospects that you guys are looking at for us to draft later on the line? But I, I think that's probably too early to ask. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know I've... shit about college football. The uh, the one that the one that really stuck out to me. I've only, I'm only going off the highlights here, this, and this is like the least fucking sexy thing to talk about. But uh, the the punter <laughs> out of uh, out of Illinois. I was tweeting about him. <laughs> the, <other day. laughs> Shut up. the water boy. <laughs> <laughs> the punter out of Illinois. He had a fucking crazy highlight. It was he he kicked the ball like from the twenty to the like to the opponent's one. It was just like completely insane. You know that went like semi-viral on Twitter, mostly because it was a Friday night and there was nothing else on, if I remember right. But uh, I mean, he's he's a fucking senior. I mean, if 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 we can get him in in the draft in like the seventh round, I wouldn't mind that shit. His name is uh, Blake Hayes, senior Aussie rule, like a former Aussie. So that's how you know he's good. All these punters are Australian these days. That's crazy. All I will say is that Andy Lee looks like he's friggin' 25 years old again. He's averaging 52 yards a kick, a punt. Yeah, he, he's... Uh, last year, he averaged 44.8. Yeah, he he's had... been booming it. He had been on a steady decline the last few years. It's really, it's really good to yeah. see him back on yep. his old form. We haven't talked about Matt Prater yet, and I... Big I like Dick Prater. Oh, my God. <laughs> I like to apologize for questioning. I was giving him three million dollars at the in the off season because uh, 
62 yards. He made it. He made that easy too. I mean, if, the back, if, back he of had, the net. if he had kicked that at 70, he would have made it. If he had kicked that ball at 70 Honestly, yards, which he is crazy. Made it. That's what you pay that man for. I don't want to hear. I don't want to hear anything about. Oh, he missed a field goal week one. That's what you got paid. You get paid for, man. Two games in, and he already holds our fucking franchise I, record longest field goal. Because <laughs> I, I, I tell you what, I tell you what, Zane Gonzalez, Zane Gonzalez wouldn't have made that. Zane Gonzalez missed two kicks this last week. One of them got blocked, if I remember right. Yeah, yeah, 50-yard, yeah, 55-yarder blocked in the fourth quarter. I mean, that's a guy who got signed off the street because the Panthers can't find a fucking kicker right now. I mean, so, I mean, if anybody wants to bitch about Prater, that, I mean, that's who you're missing. <laughs> and uh, we, we're, we're going to be facing the Jaguars this week. You guys want to know what uh, their field goal kicker, was it Josh Lambeau, what his uh, – He's kicking this year. How many attempts and how many makes? Is he falling off? I don't know. Answer the question. Ah, uh, jeez, I don't want to. Uh... Is he kicking from like what sixty percent? Zero percent. There's only there's only two games. Yeah, he, he's zero for three far this year. So yeah. So even Whoa. the Jack. Yeah, the Jaguars. I was watching that game against the Broncos, and they got torched uh, by Teddy Bridgewater in the second half. But they were actually moving the ball a little bit. Um, and then Lambeau just couldn't connect on any field goals. And it's kind of a heartbreaker when you have, a, like, a rookie quarterback and you have a couple chances at um, some field goals, put some points on the board after moving the ball, you know, 40, 50 yards, and you can't do it. That's kind of demoralizing. And So we'll see how this week goes. But um, I do like how our special teams in general – now, years ago, it felt like that was what holding us back, and now I feel like it's between Prater and Andy Lee. That's pretty much as sturdy as you can get with those vets. So, yeah, I love it. I mean, shit, man. I I don't think we've had a a, a field goal kicker this reliable since. I know you all are gonna laugh, like Chandler Cat and Zero. <laughs> I mean, the Catman was better than him. Not even okay. Then. Fine, Jay Feely. Because I mean, you could you could say honestly that Zang Gonzalez was consistent two years ago. He, I mean, he fucking crushed. He only missed like what two field goals all year, some some crazy. Well, I'm I'm talking as a whole here. Yeah, I would. So I would go. Yeah, Jay Feely. Yeah, yeah. Because Catanzaro, that motherfucker lost us some games for sure. Was didn't that come more in what year too? Was that the Patriots when we played the Patriots? No, 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 no. That was Cameron Candidate. That was a bad snap. I fucking memorized the long snapper's name because of that snap. Holy shit. That guy should have never been on a team. Laces out, Dan. Oh, my God. Well, it is nice that the kicker is the least of our problems because you could argue that we would have been a playoff team had we missed or had, had we not missed. Three oh, game yeah. winners last year, yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean, at least, yeah, at least two, yeah. Uh, yeah, be, I mean, <clears throat> there's really not too much to still nitpick. Yeah, the defense wasn't great Sunday to start the game, but I, I do love how they came out that second half, and really it was after about the first quarter and a half 
they came out and they, they kind of switched it back on and gave the offense a chance. You know, and thank God we have a high-powered offense. Right now, where are we? We're, you know, we're top five in so many categories offensively with passing yards, uh, touchdowns, and I mean, we're, we're right up there. So you give this offense, you know, a fighting shot, I think they're going to, more times than not, they're going to come away. And I think it's only a matter of time before we start seeing J.J. Watt be that impactful guy. We haven't really seen that yet. Um, they've been kind of running away from him when they're doing, when uh, opposing teams have been running the ball. So I think that's something they might be able to to scheme against here in the future, and hopefully once Zavin starts getting more playing time, he can come in and be a little bit more impactful in the run than Jordan Hicks. But I think there's going to be a certain point where Jordan Hicks isn't going to be playing 95% of the downs, I don't, I would like to think not, and that Zavin Collins will finally, you know, hop up to over 50% of the snaps. And once that time comes, I, I just think, right, I know a lot of people are tripping on it still, even on social media, that, you know, you drafted this guy. You said you're going to start him. You know what's going on. I think there there is a little bit of a learning curve still. Just watching him, he does seem a little hesitant. With him and Isaiah back there, I can see why um, the coaching staff would feel a little more comfortable with Jordan Hicks to start the year. I just like would hope to see that we get more Zayvon Collins because even in the limited snaps that Zayvon had last week, which they went up, the snap count went up from week one. Uh, he didn't do much in the way of the stat sheet, but he did have two pass deflections. That's something that he's, he's light years ahead of Jordan Hicks already, his pass defense. And while Jordan hasn't been that bad, I think Zayvon could be that you know next level, you know, interceptions, multiple pass deflections a game. So I, I like to think that our defense here with J.J. Watt, um, a couple of the guys getting back into the groove, I think, I think we'll be... We'll be all right, and this is a good week against Jacksonville because that team, I don't even know if their head coach wants to be there right now. No, he wants to go to I mean, USC. He right? was, he, he's like Bobby Petrino, man. He's going to jump ship the first chance he gets. He's going go to go <laughs> to – how funny would it be if he fucking – you know, yeah, University of Arizona fires their garbage coach and he ends up there. <laughs> University of Arizona, that motherfucker. That's when you know. That's, that's when you know they're paying fucking under the table if he goes to the University of Arizona. Um, they can't even be NAU for God's sake. <laughs> oh, that just made my day. Thank you. I've had a long day today. Oh, Bringing up man. U of A just made my day. Thinking how they lost to NAU, <laughs> who's fucking god awful. Who that was their first win in since uh, 1935. Well, even NAU's that was their first win of the year for NAU. Well, they lost their first win against U of A since 1935. That's fucking nuts. Yeah, that's crazy. Disregarding the shot and well, going from the Schadenfreude of uh, U of A losing to another piece of Schadenfreude, it is all. It always sucks to see an, a bad ex doing better than you after leaving, but it feels fucking outstanding to see them doing worse. Let's talk Patrick Peterson. Wow, this is the first time we're talking Patrick Peterson. I knew we were missing something. Hello. Tyler Murray. Yeah, this, this far into the into the pod, right. we're barely talking about Patrick Peterson. Kyler Murray. We, we failed you, Juan. Sorry, Juan. <laughs> Kyler Murray had a perfect passer rating while throwing towards Patrick Peterson. Patrick Peterson, dare I say it, was pure cheeks this week. Disgust. Total <laughs> ass. Yeah, I mean... 
got burnt on the DeAndre Hopkins touchdown, right? He got turned around on the DeAndre Hopkins touchdown. And then on the, the Rondell Moore touchdown, um, I guess he I think he was supposed to have over the top, and he kind of just let Rondell fucking fly by him. And, I mean, and then jog to go tackle him. Yeah, and so, oh, on that, how about Rondell Moore getting that um, play right before half to set up the Matt Prater field goal? Patrick Peterson, you would think that your job is trying to keep the guy from going out of bounds, and he just easily gets blocked. Rondell kind of just hops the other way, jukes the other guy, and then scoots out of bounds. But that's one hell of a play that we did not talk about. But Patrick Peterson come back to town. You you love to you love to see some touchdown uh, scored on his his head for sure. Oh yeah, I mean Vikings fans, to all of you who are listening, how does it feel? Ten million dollars spent on a guy who PFF has given a fifty three point six overall this season so far. Oh my lord. P- PFF though, did you see what they have Rodney Hudson at? What do they got him? He's like fifty something. Yeah. He, has a, he hasn't given up one QB hit yet. <laughs> like, I don't know. I don't know if they have just one guy watching the Cardinals or what, and he's like, might be like a closet Raider fan or something. But that them grading him that low is is kind no, of no. It's it's forty four point six. Yeah, and I mean, wow. I, I I might just be entirely, wow. I might just be entirely ignorant. Lord help me, I've been that many times but there's yeah. no fucking way that the amount of people they have can grade you know all object yeah evenly everybody who sees the field i mean you are you going to tell me that a that you know your every single left tackle or every single left guard is being graded the same way no they're fucking it's it's all arbitrary bullshit it's astrology you see what yeah, you're they just have fucking numbers at the wall that's a good, hey that's sticks. a good way to put it though it's astrology is a good way to put it for sure it's, well, um, if that's the case, Venus is in fucking retrograde. Would it be Mercury? <laughs> I don't know. For how many passing how yards? That, for how many passing yards Kyler Murray had? Typically, DBs have a lot of tackles. For for Patrick Peterson, to only have two, which I think is kind of almost generous. He has three on the year now. Um, what what happened Sunday was exactly what we all kind of expected to happen. Tyler didn't target D-Hop more often. Otherwise, Patrick Peterson probably would have, you know, even had worse grades than what he did, even though he, you know, had a had a perfect passer rating at him. He's almost kind of fortunate. I almost felt like Tyler felt bad. Oh, I don't want to pick on my boy, you know. But, yeah. I, Good luck. Did, I mean, it shows, I'm looking right now, Patrick Peterson had a 158 passer rating against this week. On the season, now he's at 152. So, I mean, it's going to be a long season. And I do question our cornerback depth. I still think that's the one area of weakness for us. With Marco Wilson leaving, we had to have Antonio Hamilton step in. Um, and that, that certainly is an idea ideal. I believe the guy gave up seven catches on eight targets last year and he didn't do too bad, I don't think, Sunday. But I don't know if that's somebody you want to step in and and play, you know, 50% of the snaps. Yeah, unfortunately, aside from, you know, uh, Richard Sherman, who I, I don't think anybody would I, – I, I know that I, I wouldn't mind it, but, I mean, I know that's a suspension waiting to happen. Uh, aside from him, there's not exactly anybody on the waiver wire we could pick up. 
So, I mean, it's it's tricky. No, yeah. I think the only yeah. thing is once some of these teams recognize that, you know, there's no shot of them being in the playoffs, I'd like to think that maybe Steve Kime will you know, send a couple trade offers out, out there in the next month or two. But, I mean, there, there are some guys to be had on bad teams. Uh, and we might see one this weekend when we face C.J. Henderson because he'll be out there. The, the, the Jaguars' defense has some names. You know, they got Miles Jack. They got Josh Allen has uh, a sack in each game so far. So he's somebody to keep an eye out. Uh, but C.J. Henderson, who is, you know, a top pick not too long ago, they've been kind of disgruntled. And with how bad they are, why would you not, if you're Urban Meyer, why would you not want to just try to acquire assets and try to bring in all of your own guys instead of losing uh, with somebody else's guys? Because most of these guys aren't, aren't his guys. Well, if I'm Urban Meyer, I'm less so concerned about getting assets and more so concerned about how I can recruit for USC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, I mean, for sure. I mean, the uh, the, th- the thing that I think you know, both the Arizona Cardinals and fans have to get into their head is that winning teams trade high picks to get talent. This upcoming year, I think, if I remember right, we are the only team in the hey, NFL. Hey, look at the Rams, man. They, they've, they've, done, they've done it to perfection, just getting rid of draft. You don't need, honestly, it's kind of how I feel with the Suns. What, what are really top draft picks going to do for you today? Uh, I believe the Suns have, like, least amount of players under the age of 22 on the team well cool we're going for a championship this year those guys don't help you try to win at the end of the day i mean yeah sure you might you might lose on a, a stud second rounder but would i rather have ronnie hudson yes yes of course i would yeah um i uh, mean if if it comes if it comes down to it and i have the choice between letting kime the you know second worst drafting gm in the league draft our first round pick or getting a solid cornerback who can come out of the gate and be great. I mean, who in their right mind would pick option A? Steve Kime, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to say right now because we're watching Rondell Moore, second rounder, just fucking torching people. Oh, yeah. There's kind of that, that fine line. And, I, I mean, we are getting impact from some of our young guys. Sure, it's not at the, the rate a lot of people want, but, I mean – Isaiah Simmons is turning to a fucking stud. Sure, he's a top ten pick, but <clears throat> that was some something that even fans questions. Why are you going linebacker back to back years and just seeing like Zavin? I, I do think Zavin is still a little hesitant. I I think he puts himself in right spots. He's a bright guy. He's gonna he's gonna be what what we all or what Steve Kahn projected him to be when he drafted him this year. So. I mean, it's it's going to take some time, but I do see some future from some of these young guys that that Kime has drafted. And Jalen Thompson, he, he was even a, a late guy. Like nobody had Jalen Thompson um, in the draft where he he was taken to be starting. Now here, what year two, year three? Like, and he's uh, he's doing he a really good, good game job. on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, and he, he he's still learning too. But he, I do like. He lays the wood like Isaiah Simmons. He's not as big as him, obviously, but um, when he when you get tackled by Jalen Thompson, you're gonna feel it. Yeah, yeah. He was flying around a lot too. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna have to when you have Antonio Hamilton out there. You know, even thirty percent of the snaps or whatever whatever he was out there, like 
guys are going to have to step up. And shout out to Buddha Baker. That guy was all over the fucking field. Again, that's all he does. Uh, there's so much talent on this team that it's, it, it is hard to criticize Steve Kahn today on even draft picks. So. I mean, the thing it all comes down to is coaching. Can this coaching staff propel this team to a, to a to a championship? Or I mean, well, that's probably a bit much. Can this coaching staff <laughs> propel this team to the playoffs? You know, we, yeah. we ha- the Cardinals have some major additions to their core. So I mean, it should be a no brainer that this is a playoff team. But I mean, with a coach like you know Cliff Kingsbury, I mean, that's not exactly a no brainer. No, oh, and Cliff is known to have hot starts and kind of fizzle out, but. He's progressed each of the last two years. I I think, personally, he deserves the benefit of the doubt. I do think Byron Murphy's coming in his his own right now. He's given up um, 61 total yards in two games. Pro Football Reference has him at. That's elite stuff right there. They're they're even not targeting his way after a a while. Uh, I think he might have got... He did get beat on that deep pass in the beginning, but he thought he had help over the top. Now was Jalen Thompson over the top. I think that might have just been a miscommunication, but I'm gonna go. I'm gonna say that it's Byron probably did the right read, and Jalen, you know, kind of messed that up. But I thought both bounced back after that uh, pretty well because there weren't many times where, you know, one on one Kirk Cousins was going over the top. A lot of the times it was Dalvin Cook, Dalvin Cook, Dalvin Cook. Okay, third down, boom, they get their first down on you know crossing route or something. Uh, intermediate. So, I, while I do have my questions about the cornerback, um, I thought Robert Alford kind of got picked on a little bit, but he held his own. I think he, I think Robert Alford is basically just as good as what Patrick Peterson was last year. If you could get him at the minimum, league minimum, to you know be your number two, basically, that's not too bad considering Patrick's getting what eight mil this year. Ten mil. Something ridiculous. Ten million dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Give me Robert Alford as the number two for the league minimum. Good lord. For, what was it? Two two mil? Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Year Something our, cheap. Year of our Lord twenty twenty one and Patrick Peterson's getting an eight figure contract. Good lord. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think with um with coaching. I feel like Vance made some really good adjustments second half. I don't think in the first half we really game plan that well for the Vikings offense. They got a lot of passes off quick. Um, even the handoffs were really quick. Uh, Dalvin Cook is not the same type of back as uh, Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's very shifty. He's very fast. He hits the holes. But we, I think second half we picked up on it more. Um, we were able to stop because they were, if you'd watched the game, they were uh, doing a lot of backwards passes to Pen- or, uh, Dalvin Cook. Uh, so second half, we were better at stopping that in the backfield. So. Yeah, you, you definitely see, there might have been yelling at halftime or something, but the message, the message went through. Yeah, even while Chandler Jones didn't have any tackles, he was a force. Just even that second half, he was, there were many times where, it felt like he should have probably sat Kirk Cousins a handful, two or three times, and he just wasn't able to. Um, but they weren't even really running to his side after a while either. He, he's just in the backfield, more snaps than not, it felt like. 
Yeah, he was penetrating. He just couldn't get to whoever in time. Oh, this would be a good. This would be a good week right here, though. I, like we said, this would be a good get right game, and I think that um, Chandler Jones, JJ Watt, and even some of like the guys like Rashard Lawrence. I think we're going to see more of him. Zach Allen. Good game for them to kind of like beef up their stats a little bit because the the Jacksonville running game is pretty putrid. Uh, there, yeah, there aren't many hole, there aren't many holes yet. They have James Robinson, but he, they're not giving him many opportunities. And then when he does, there's really not there. And then the number two is Carlos Hyde. So that's should be favoring the Cardinals defense. You know, pretty big right now heading into Week Three. Yeah, I was about to ask what happened to Etienne. I forgot he was on IR. Oh, jeez, feel bad for them. Oof. But uh... yeah, that's uh that's a team that. If you're a coach, I can see why you're frustrated. Or even if you're Trevor Lawrence, there's, there's really no – they do have some wide receivers. Marvin Jones Jr. is up there with the league leaders. I think he's got how many catches? He's got close to – he's got over 10. Yeah, he's got 11 catches, 132 yards, a couple touchdowns. So he's the one guy. They're going to target him. They don't care who's going to be the DB, DB on Marvin, which will be Byron. Um, they're definitely going to target him. And Laviscus Chenault, they've uh, he's been a big part of their offense, but he's hurt right now. I don't know uh, when he's supposed to come. He's expected to be able to play on uh, on Sunday. Okay, he uh, there were a couple times Sunday where he got banged up, just leveled. Um, so it'd be interesting to see because he's he's one of those guys that he he can get hurt. I mean, he's got nine catches already, but they're only for forty seven yards. So like they're going deep downfield with him. Uh, but Marvin Jones is that one guy you kind of have to watch out for. Other than that, I mean, James Robinson has six catches, 46 yards. DJ Chark is their other, you know, main guy. So far right now, he's got four catches on the year with 16 targets. He's only catching 25% of the fucking um, attempts his way. So that that's a connection that they're going to keep trying to build and, you know, turn into a decent connection. So right now, they're, they're missing something. Yeah, would... my, uh, speaking of the Jags, my fantasy team's a disaster this year. I've got Marvin Jones as my flex, man. Fuck my life. <laughs> He's good. He's having a good year. 132 yards, two TDs. You should be good with him in your flex. All right. I had a dreadful – I made two big mistakes this week. One, I started Jameis. I don't fucking know why. I was like, well, he had a good week one against a good – Packers team, he should oh. be able to beat the Panthers, oh. and it's like that didn't happen. I fuck. I, I had. I probably was. I had. I had too. Lamar and I had Kirk on my bench. Oh man! And I started Jameis Winston. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was close. Because it's like my. Oh my god! Because it's like I was projected to lose, and it's in, and I was like, <laughs> fuck it. If I'm projected to lose, I got to do something crazy to win it. So I figured, uh, fuck it, I'll start Jameis, and I fucking Lamar going crazy would have won it probably. And I had, I, I fucking had, I fucking started Anthony Schwartz, who's the second string Browns receiver, because it's like, oh wow, you know, who? Uh, yeah, exactly. Like, who the fuck is that? You're bitching about Marvin Jones? No, 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 I didn't start okay. him over Marvin Jones. I, uh, well, yeah, actually, I did. Uh, <laughs> what the hell, Will? I started him over Marvin Jones, and. Uh, and I fucking, he fucking didn't get a single point in fantasy. He didn't get targeted once. I fucking hate this shit. <laughs> I fucking hate my fantasy team, man. 
Oh, I think you need just to run through your quit. lineup through Jackie before we, before setting your lineup in the future. Do you want to know the worst thing? Do you want to know the worst thing about it all? I wasn't the worst. I lost. I lost by seven, like less than seven points. If I had, no, I, I actually did start Marvin Jones. If I had, if I had benched AJ Schwartz and started AJ Brown, I would have won by just a hair. You didn't start AJ Brown. The guy I benched was AJ. Help your boy out. Yeah. <laughs> Usually we have dumbass takes for the week. Usually we're gonna do dumbass fucking general manager. Fantasy <laughs> Overthinking it, Will. What the she's I over I overcorrected. I I fully admit it. <laughs> Speaking of dumbass takes, did anybody see anything stupid that they'd like to share with the group? I can't. Um, I mean, the Paul Allen call, obviously. But, I mean, does that really count? I mean... Sure. Uh, what about for those... For uh, we'll count it. Yeah. I, mean, I, saw that's, a, I saw a tweet today from a supposedly a Cardinal fan who was bashing on Kyler. Man, what uh, the fuck? Yeah, and I don't even know how to bring it Killed to light. in week two. I think it was on, like, the Burns and Gambo... Um, poll that yeah. they did today in the comments. It was something like, other than Kyler, who would you rather have in the division? Something, you know, last possession, heading into the last possession. It was obvious, you know, Russell Wilson had like 90%. But one of the comments is like, uh, why is even, you know, Kyler even in the discussion? You know, sure, he makes some electric plays here and there, but he's. What has he ever done? What has he won? He, has he ever been over five? It's like this dude in a Cardinal fucking jersey. So if uh, if you're listening, you can go back to Tuesday and uh, give that guy some shit. Ratio his ass. Such a, if, if this, that's how you know this guy's a fucking Fairweather fan. Talking about the Cardinals. I mean, the whole fucking history of the Cardinals is losing, man. If you're bitching about losing yeah. now, I mean, shit. Exactly. Yeah, like, what, what do you... Because I, I know, yeah, I know for a fucking fact that guy wasn't talking shit when you know Kevin Cobb was a QB. Whatever, it's 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 time to get mad about. You already know some white fucking dude looking like you know. That's what all the complaints are against Kyler. Motherfuckers who you know look like fucking me. It's like you. It's annoying. Like you can just picture, hear someone. You can hear someone's read someone's comment, and you can already guess what their profile picture fucking looks like. Taking a selfie in their car. I mean, it's the Some same. Some right. on on their way to go bang their cousin. Uh, yeah. I mean, they're dipping their lip. There are some. There are some very valid complaints you can make about this team. I think that. I think that our two minute drills are are not up to form. I think that the Cardinals really? do take. I mean. They take a lot of time off the clock. It's very cluttered. Uh, I, I think know. about, like, even in, I can't even recall week one, but even this week when we tried to, we got the ball back with, what, 14 seconds left or whatever it was, and Rondell Moore was able to get out of bounds real quick. That was so the, that's happened to, what was that? I mean, that's kind of the exception, I think. I, I think that. So like, that's happened again, though. We talked about that. Ah, I can't. Yeah. It was a four minute drill, and we were just able to fucking run it down their throat, I believe, is what we talked about last week. Yeah. But I, I don't. The, the timeouts in the second half, we call that timeout 
um, on defense on the third down and 10 after we stopped on the first two plays. That was like a, kind of a head-scratcher. Yeah, I mean, if, if, the game's, if, that, if the game is that close for the, the end of the second half to where you are then, you don't waste timeouts like that. No, you don't you don't want the other team to regroup on third down. And you don't no, and you don't want to you don't want to be you don't want to have the other team have the ball after you fuck up on a on a fourth yeah. down in the fourth quarter and you only have two timeouts. Especially in a close game, yeah. And so that that was one and we talked about that last week too. It's like there are times where Cliff calls his timeouts where you just kinda gotta live with it. Uh, thankfully it didn't come back to bite us and we still had a timeout in our pocket. Um, I think we might have two timeouts in our pocket in the fourth quarter, and Cliff chose not to ice the kicker, which is something that I uh, was—I thought he might have was going to do, but it ended up being the right decision. Um, and then in regards to, let's say, penalties, I thought there in the first quarter again it was kind of leaky with the, our penalties. Uh, we had a few false starts. The Vikings fans came out. I thought. Pretty much with their hair on fire. It sounded fucking loud as shit. I yeah, there was but, too much. And I'm not gonna. Yeah, there was way too much. And I'm not gonna talk shit about the fans over there. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say people like me. I got to do a better job of getting out to the stadium because uh, when I had season tickets, I made it a point that in our section right around us, no, you ain't gonna be getting fucking loud. You know, there's so many times where it was so close to fucking getting a fight with people. So I would shut them the fuck up. You know, start booing right over the top of them, fucking talk, just talking shit, you know, just making making it uncomfortable on them. And with how many Vikings fans were there, that, that place sounded loud. But, I mean, I, I got I to get my ass out there because, you know, it's just one person, but people like me. You know, I don't want to just be fucking sitting on Twitter watching the game. I need, need to get the fuck out there and get in that environment. And just, you know, one, it snowballs. You know, one person leads to another person. And, you know, other, other teams' fans aren't going to want to be fucking getting, trying to get loud when you got someone right over the fucking top of their heads. But as far as penalties, I will say that Jacksonville, this, is, this might be a sloppy game this week. Jacksonville is, what, fourth? They have 17 penalty calls on them already. Yeah, that's Holy not... shit. Right? And what do we have? Let's see what we have. What so total Earth? flags. What the fuck is Total Earth? flags. Jacksonville has 21 total flags Jeez. this year already. What's what the their uh, From watching, it's, it's DBs. I, I didn't watch week one, but week two, there were a lot of um, like pass interference calls, DBs, holding. Just sloppy stuff, false starts, even though they're in our, their own um, stadium. But the one thing that stood out was the, the DBs. The DBs are sloppy. Throw balls over the top so many times. You know, Bridgewater threw for over 300 yards, I believe, and still they had a handful of pass interference calls. So, And they like to play. It looks like they like to play man coverage, uh, which is something we should be. Like, if there's ever a game we we're going to put up over 50 points, it, it could be this game. Uh, I feel like they have a decent front seven, but once you get back to their safeties and, you know, cornerbacks, they, they can be exploited for sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I know it's 
throwing stones from glass houses to be a Cardinals fan and talking shit about penalties. But I mean, it, Urban Meyer, how the what the fuck is he doing Get for that team to have that many penalties, man? What the fuck? That team's a train wreck. Oh, poor Trevor God. Lawrence. Poor Trevor. He didn't deserve. Well, no, he went to Clemson. Fuck him. Go Gamecocks. So the Cardinals, we've had 13 penalties against us, and we're actually right below. We're like right about the middle. So um, there are, yeah, there are one, two, three, four. There are about 15 teams with more than our 13 penalties. So, I mean, there's a lot of sloppy football going on. Maybe it's lack of preseason. Maybe it's just, you know, beginning of the, the season. I mean, even even uh, then, it's like we had one less game than everybody else. I mean, this should be fucking us over more than anybody. Yeah. Crazy enough, the Buccaneers have twenty penalties on on them this year already. Speaking of bullshit penalties, they, what do you guys think of the uh, the taunting bullshit that's going on? I hate it. It's not good for the game. Yeah. Stupid. And, I, I was hoping that it would just be a league emphasis in the preseason, but. Uh, that's not the case. Yeah. Did you hear why it was fucking implemented? Wasn't it the owners guys and the players committee or the owners nope. committee just, or some bullshit? Just one old guy in particular, John Mara, the fucking owner of uh, Oh, the Giants guy. Oh, the Giants. That's right. It makes the players feel bad. I don't give a fuck. And it's like and, it, and it's like you fucking know. You fucking know. That once, you know, it comes time for promo packages to come out for the NFL where they emphasize what you should love about the game. You're going to see all those celebrations that they have flagged. You're going to see all these things that make waving. Yeah, I mean, you're going to see throwing up. You're going to see everything that makes the game cool. The MLB does the same thing. They have these, you know, hyper elaborate celebrations go on, you know, in the game. The players get fined, you know, shit happens. And then they have it in the video packages. Like, what the fuck, man? Exactly. You know, that's their highlight. Yep. But, it's a very uh, subjective rule. With baseball, I get oh, it. Oh, like, for sure. With baseball, it's I definitely. get I get why they do that. Because baseball is fucking boring. You got to fucking sell that boring shit somehow. Fun. You got to sell that shit somehow. The celebrations are the best way to do it. But, uh, but I mean, football, I mean, football's got so much shit. So it's like, I don't fucking know. I don't know where I was going with that. But it's, it's, it's. No, it, it is very subjective. You're never going to see Tom Brady when he's doing, you know, like a little fist pump after a touchdown get flagged. I mean, it's I'm I'm broaching controversial shit here again, but I mean, fuck it. Who cares where right. our ratings are in the shit or anyway? <laughs> it's, wow. it's 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 uh, wow. it is it is not talking about you, Juan. I'm, I'm it sorry. Is, <laughs> it is it is the NFL asking black players to be white, and I I, I mean it's it's that simple. It is that simple. And it, it is the old whites that are um, emphasizing this and, and putting these yeah. stupid rules into place. No fun league. It is what it is. It's about anything. It's the people with the money. Whoever has the money fucking complains. You know, it's, that's the way it's going to go. But, but besides that, I think uh, maybe we can uh, move on to talk about our pickums a little bit and get it going. Actually, one more thing about the Cardinals, and then we can move on. Uh, shout yeah. out to Max Williams, who is known for being a blocking oh, yeah. tight end, coming up with, I believe, 94 receiving yards this week. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's a very solid game. 
It is crazy that he got that much because he is a lumbering motherfucker. He is slow. He's a big boy. He's an offensive lineman that can catch the damn ball. Yeah, I love him. He's great. He, uh, yeah, I mean, say what you will about Kyler, but he's getting everybody involved this year so far. I mean, it's it's great. I love it. Shit, I caught a pass from Kyler. You too? <laughs> That's how I got pregnant. Ooh. Ew. Okay. Okay. <laughs> You go, girl. Yeah. All right. Okay, let's get into Pickums. Pickums. Thursday yeah. night. We've got an absolute stinker. We got Panthers, Texans. Who y'all got? R.I.P. Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, Panth. I mean, who the fuck is Davis Mills, man? Go Panthers. Who's Davis uh, Mills? Is he their quarterback now? Is, is uh... he's the Texans' starting quarterback? Because. J- Deshaun Watson's a walking lawsuit. <laughs> oh no! Who? Tyrod Taylor is the, yeah. the wor- has the worst luck in the league. Yeah. What happened to him? He got injured. He tore again. his hamstring. Oh. Yeah, for like a month, which sucks because he was putting up some good numbers. Yeah. Prior to his injury. I feel bad oh. for Tyrod Taylor, man. Shit. After after that on Sunday to open out the slate, you got Chargers Chiefs. That's a good ass game. Who y'all got? I think I'm gonna go with the Chargers. Oh, okay, okay. Wow, okay, I like it. Um, I'm gonna go Chiefs. They're, just, they're gonna be after a loss. They're gonna be they're gonna be angry. Hail to the Chiefs, baby. Hail to the Chiefs, baby. All right. Bobble after that, Chiefs. After that, you got Bears Browns. That could be decent, I guess. Who y'all got? Browns. 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 All right. After that, you got Washington versus Buffalo. Buffalo. Yep, I'm going Buffalo as well. Man, I want to. I want to root for Taylor Heineke and his redemption story. But that defense for Buffalo is insane. Go Buffalo. He doesn't look yeah. that promising. Heineke. Yeah, I mean, like uh, more in the first half, a lot of his balls seem a little too high. Like a lot of his receivers had a jump for him. Yeah. So I don't know about that guy. Yeah, he could be worse. He could be fucking Max Hall or something. So, oh, Kevin Cobb, John Skelton. Yeah, you look good at that Lindley. playoff game too. So, I wonder what he's uh, doing these days. Uh, anyway, Max Hall. <laughs> oh shit. Uh, after that, probation probably. Oh yeah, I mean he his, his mug shots the first thing you see when you look him up. Anyway, Colts, <laughs> Colts, Titans, Colts, Titans. Who y'all got? Titans. Is Carson Wentz playing? Uh, no, it's Jacob, Jacob Eason, who was 0 for 4 in his debut. Oh, shit, Titans. Titans. I mean, the Colts, I mean, if, if, I was, if I was the Indianapolis Colts, I know it's probably too late to do it now. I'd, I'd get Cam Newton on the phone, simplify the playbook, and just go from there, because their, shit, their shit's fucked right now. I know, so I know. Super through five games, we all have the same. We've all picked the same thing, except for Jackie picked the Chargers. Yep. Okay. I'm gonna win pickums this week. Let my ball swing on the next pod. Damn. After that, oh. we got Saints Pats. <laughs> Who y'all got? Uh, I'm gonna go Pats. I'm gonna go Saints. They're gonna have a little bounce back week, and uh, someone believe in the Patriots. Yeah. I don't know, man. That that loss against the Panthers was ugly. I've got to go Pats. It was. Yeah, it was ugly. I think they bounced back. I don't fucking know, man. 
Uh, after that, you got Falcons. Bob says, "Fuck cats." Thanks, thanks, Bob. After that, you Bob. got Falcons Giants. Who y'all got? Oh, Falcons. God damn. Really? I think they had a win-one. I'm going ATL as well. Ah, uh, y'all haven't been watching, man. Go- it's gonna be the Giants. I fucking no, ain't been watching the Falcons, but they, I mean, they got Calvin Ridley. I mean, they got still got even though getting rid of Julio Jones, they got some weapons there. They didn't look too bad. Hanging with Tampa for a little bit. I'll buy it. I have a hot take. Ooh, what if Daniel Jones is just Josh Allen with the worst team? I don't know. He run. He's not that good. He's Josh. He run. He's Josh Allen without any of the tangibles (laughs) or personality. Um, It looks like he sells insurance. Who'd you pick? Well, the Giants, obviously. Giants. Uh, after that, we got Bengals, Steelers. Who y'all got? Steelers. I'm going to say Bengals. I'm going to agree with you, Jackie. I think it's the Bengals. I think that uh, Ben Roethlisberger Bo is, fucking... is the one smart person. Could you could pick Bo Bobos? Ben Roethlisberger is fucking overpaid and trash. Go Bengals. <laughs> yeah, he... I agree. He's, he's definitely... Uh, Seems to be declining right now. Uh, they're, they're not that high-powered offense. They were even, you know, beginning of last year, it felt like. After that, you got Ravens-Lions. Who y'all got? Ravens. It's I am. Yeah, yeah. You gotta go Ravens. Sorry, I was just finding the bobbles. <laughs> so we all pick Baltimore? Okay. Uh, Here I was saying last week that the Lions might be your... Your dark horse, NFC North, whatever. <laughs> All right. Uh, opening up the 4 o'clock slate, you got Jets-Broncos, and what I'm sure is going to be an absolute thriller. Who y'all got? Denver. Denver. Yeah, they look capable. Gotta be Denver. Zach Wilson, I mean, talk about a guy who never should have been stepped foot on the football field. A guy who was good <laughs> as, a, as a player in the fucking independent league. Who looks like he's afraid of black people? All right. After that, you got, <laughs> after that, you got Dolphins Raiders. Who y'all got? The Raiders. That was very enthusiastic of you. I'm gonna go Dolphins. Yeah, that that, that Dolphins team was shut out by that by that Bills team, and it's like I don't fucking know, man. Derek Carr looks like he's getting his shit together. I mean, leads the NFL in passing yards by like 140. Kyler second. Like six eighty, uh, dude over here, David Carr, Derek Carr has like eight fifteen or something, something crazy. Yeah, I mean he's he's clearly doing something right. I think the Raiders have have got themselves a win against the Dolphins, especially. He has since a weird he, face. Yeah, All he right. doesn't look. He doesn't look like a football player. He looks like he wears eyeliner. It's weird. Yeah, he looks like he. Be, he looks like he'd be like the henchman in the '90s Batman movie. Or he goes to those like gothic raves. It's the freaking bat. <laughs> Where's Janko jeans? Parachute oh, pants. So, Will, you're going Vegas? Yes, sir. Okay. Viva Lost Raiders. Bobble's going Vegas. All right. After that, you've got your Fox NFL game of the week, I presume. Bucks Ra- Rams. I'm going to say Rams. <laughs> Who y'all got? Yeah. That is a good game. You know, it wouldn't be September without a questionable loss on Tom Brady's resume. I've got to go Rams here. 
Bill just loves being in last place in our pickums. Man, I was second place this week. Fuck you. <laughs> oh, Bobble's Bucks. After that, you got C- Seahawks Vikings. Who y'all got? Vikings. Bounce back for many. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I don't they're playing Seahawks pissed back. off right now. Seahawks defense is super suspect. So, and I know Minnesota's isn't much better, but where's that game at? Minnesota. Yeah, we're gonna get a bounce back game. And it's and it's the Vikings' first home game. Yeah. And they're desperate for a win. They're real desperate against us. So. Yeah, they were. They definitely look like the more desperate team for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I gotta go Vikings there. Yeah, uh, I think Kirk Cousins is gonna have a bounce back week. Closing out Sunday, you got Sunday Night Football, Packers Niners. Who y'all got? Let's go Green Packers. Bay. Bobby, who you got? Aaron Rodgers re- reminds me a lot of myself in the Bobby. sense where sometimes I show up to work and not give a fuck, <laughs> and sometimes I show up to work and I just outwork all these motherfuckers. Bobby says the Packers. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Aaron Rodgers has a bad record in games in California, so I'm gonna go Niners. You're a big Niner homer, huh? I mean, it's just an interesting stat I saw. I figured, fuck it, I'll go with it. I mean, mm. <laughs> after that, Monday Night Football. Talk about a fucking train wreck here, man. Cowboys, Eagles, who y'all got? Uh, I don't even uh-huh. want to pick this game because fuck both of these teams. But I'm going to say Cowboys. I'm not sold on the Eagles. Can't tell if your coach is an Eagles idiot or not. Either. I'm gonna go Philly. I think it's gonna be a close game. I do like uh, some of their offensive pieces they have there. So yeah, I'm gonna go. I'll be the only one who goes Eagles because y'all love your Cowboys. There's no way I can feel this and feel, or I can pick this and feel clean. Um, go Cowboys. Go Cowboys. I guess. Uh, oh, but all of that leads us to Sunday afternoon at the one o'clock hour. Your Arizona Cardinals versus the Riverboat Living, the Redneck, the Duval Jacksonville Jaguars. Who you got? I think you you're you're a you're a ring announcer in your past life. It's pretty impressive. You have I'm the voice go radio. <laughs> And the face. And the I've face. I met him. Okay, <laughs> He's all quiet. He's out of here. He said, fuck this shit. Fuck Mac. He I'm fucking hung up on us. I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> Crying. Um, <laughs> uh, 41-16 Cardinals. I've got 31-3. Cardinals. Damn, I like it. Let's I like see. Wallace picks thirty-one ten. I'm trying to think of something Atlantish. Thirty-one nine Cardinals. Yeah. So all three of you guys have thirty-one <laughs> for the Cardinals. I got forty-one. Weird. <laughs> I None mean, I don't think. Yeah. I think there is, you know, of course, potential for this to be a trap game. I think that. You know, going on to the East Coast after playing in the West Coast is always kind of a 
is always kind of a uh, recipe for disaster. But I mean, this Jaguars team is just pretty dire. I mean, we don't even know if Urban Meyer is going to stick stick it out. I mean, he's he has been swearing up and down that he will. But I mean, of course, I mean every every coach who leaves to wherever else says that, and then of course they don't. So I mean, yeah, and they're they're the type of team to where if you put their your foot on their throat, they're gonna give up. You know, they're gonna submit to you. The Broncos, I believe it was ten seven at halftime, and then the Broncos pulled away in the second half. Um, so I think the Cardinals. They're gonna fight. They're gonna come out and they're gonna they're gonna fight hard. They they have talent. They have players on both sides of the ball who are very talented. Um, they're just not a very good team, and they're really young. I feel like so. I think the Cardinals hopefully they'll jump on them early, and we'll be able to see Zayvon Collins be able to get up to about fifty percent of the snaps. I mean, I think that garbage time is gonna help him a lot moving forward to try to get him adjusted to show on his game tape to, to Vance that he, he can play, um, you know, not just 25% of the snaps or 35% of the snaps, but that he's somebody that you can count on for 70% of the snaps if need be. So I, I do think that we'll be able to run away with this one and we'll be able to see some guys getting a good uptick in their, in their snap counts. Yeah, I mean, this this game has the potential to be a beatdown, but I mean, with the Cardinals, you can never really be certain. I uh, I have I have the highest expectations. I this is a very bad Jaguars team, but I I also know that this is the Arizona Cardinals. That being said, I do expect a blowout. I do think that this Cardinals team is going to come to Jacksonville. It's not going to be close. Those fans are going to be hammered by the end of the second second quarter. And then it's gone by the third. And then gone. Yep. I I would expect that stadium to look like the Chargers stadium did a couple of years ago, when they when they couldn't even get fans in the stadium by the end of the. Didn't even pay fans to be there. Oh my lord. Oh, I hope hopefully next week we're talking about three and zero. Oh. Exactly. I mean that's 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 all we can really hope for, man. I mean, going in three and zero oh and facing, you know, being ready to face off against Rams. The Rams, thank you. Ah, fuck. <laughs> the Rams. Are hey, go three and zero though. I oh. mean, if yeah, yeah, yeah. If the Cardinals can come in the Sunday after next with momentum, I would say that I am ultimately. It'll be a dog fight. Yeah, I I would say that I am more confident in the Cardinals to do to win against the Rams if 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 they uh, come in three and zero. But uh, yep. the team can only talk about this week ahead, and they can only play the game. I don't want them to read their own press clippings. I don't want them to, you know, I don't want them to look on the calendar ahead next week. They still got a game to play. Sir. That being said, uh, do y'all have anything else y'all want to talk about before we close out? I'm yeah. good. Yeah, I think, you know, I like jumping on here and talking football with you guys for about an hour and a half or whatever it is. So, you know, if you're still listening right now, we appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah, we're we're yes, still getting thank better. You. We're, yeah, we're going to. We're going to be demolishing this game here. So uh, keep tuning in and uh, go Cardinals. Be sure to yep, like, hit, the, hit the like button. Be sure to like, Ring subscribe. the notification bell. <laughs> be sure to like, subscribe, and ring that notification bells for all new uploads. Lord. And leave us a little um, eggplant emoji in the comments so that we know we... that you've listened this long. Yeah, leave an eggplant. Uh, tell us your favorite obscure Cardinals quarterback. Mine is... Uh... 
Richard Bartel. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's mine might be uh I think maybe Brian Hoyer. I felt like he was okay. <laughs> yeah, that's Kate what he He's not obscure. I know. Uh but anyway, this has been the Redbird Red Zone Podcast. My name is Will. You can find me on Twitter at Live on that swing. My name is Mac. You can find me on Twitter at AZ Sports Fiend. That's F I E N. And I'm Jackie. You can find me on Twitter at J San Diego. That is two O's. And this has been the Redbird Red Zone Podcast. All right, out of here. Peace.